Hello, and welcome to Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And as always, we're just so grateful to our listeners for, well, listening to us and (laughs) giving us awesome reviews on Apple, which is always so great to see. And uh, yeah, just letting us do our thing, which is helping couples navigate their relationship so they can feel strong, secure, and happy. Yeah, and the uh, the holidays are bearing down on us at uh, at our house. We have uh, mm-hmm. we have our our holiday decorations up, and we are uh, we're going. And so we are having forty nine days. Of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we maximize the holiday experience at our house. Yes, this is like the earliest I've put it up, but I feel like, you know what? It's been a crazy year and a half with this pandemic. It's okay. Yeah, so we're, we're embracing it. And in doing so, we also want to be preparing our uh, listeners and the couples we work with because there are a lot of challenges that come along with the holiday season. Yes. And we, we reached out um, last week when right. we did the original recording of Surviving the holidays and ask like questions via our social media. And we had a really great response and had some more questions even after we recorded. So we thought we'd kind of do a part two. I think there are some such good questions that we just have to do a part two. We're doing a part two. So we are going to, we're going to kick it off here. And Tara's, you're in the driver's seat today. So I'm just, uh, I'm a passenger. I'm co-pilot on this episode. I like co-pilot. Well, first, like before we kind of get into these questions around how to survive the holidays and there's stuff around blended family and you know what about not even doing celebrations I kind of wanted to just ask you what is your favorite tradition around the holiday season asking me yeah surprise well I mean you know I see Thanksgiving is really the kickoff of the holiday season and I, you, you kind of know this. Yeah. I, I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday of the year because I like kind of the simplicity of it in that there's not a lot of, you know, it's not a lot of whistles and bells, you know, there's no presents. There's nothing like that. It's just sort of like, and, and you don't really leave the house, I think, you know, too. And that does play to me. And I know that's something we're a little bit different. I'm a little bit more of a homebody than you. And so it's like this day where you're just with, your family, you know, you're just with, you know, your kind of core family where, you know, I love to wake up with you and all the kids and just sort of be together all day. And, you know, something about, you know, we don't get to do as many maybe family dinners where we all, where we cook and all sit down really at the table too. And so, you know, I love to cook. It's also a time where I spend all day basically cooking for all of you. And, it's just nice, you know, and so that's that my favorite holiday tradition is is really is preparing that food and and then sitting down at the table with all of you and it's just yeah I I love Thanksgiving I love being thankful for what we have because you know we we got yeah. a lot to be thankful for yeah that is your day it is that's I, your I like jam it a lot. okay yeah. do you want to ask me I really- <laughs> I've been sitting here talking thinking I guess just got to shut up and ask Tara what her favorite. Okay, yes. Tara, what is your favorite holiday tradition? Okay, so mine kind of falls on right after Thanksgiving that Friday, and there's a tradition where we always watch um, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. That is fun, yeah. Yeah, and we make popcorn, might have a glass of wine, 
And it's just like this really fun, like, okay, it's really happening. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I could probably watch it a thousand times and never get sick of it. I'm constantly doing like little comments from the movie. Guess what line this movie's from? Or guess what movie this line is from? People are like, you're such a dork. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, okay. I just want, I thought it'd be fun to kind of share some of our favorite traditions before we go into... Surviving the holidays. Surviving the holidays. Two. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, I kind of wanted to bring this one up first because it was interesting when I read it, and then it also reminded me of uh, one movie with Tim Allen, Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. And so here is what one of our social media followers said: I would just like to share the idea that it's okay to just opt out of the whole thing. <laughs> we were a little concerned that our large, close knit, blended family would react, but it was fine. For us, it was a real life-changing experience. None of the pressure to be social, to navigate the minefield of gift-giving. No holiday rush, no more Black Friday expeditions, just quiet and peace. And I kind of took that in and I was just like, because I love Christmas and I love the hustle and the bustle and I love all that Christmas holiday lights and the parade lights and Winter Haven here in Tucson. And then I was like, whoa. What if we just had one holiday where, like, we just did not do the whole thing? Didn't do it. Yeah. So, anyway, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's, you know, it's that whole thing about finding what's individually right for you and what what feels good with your value system and what you and your partner can kind of come together with, you know. And and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the the name of the game at the end, right, is, like, you know, can me and my partner be together in the way in which we want to approach whatever it is? And so, I mean, that would be super difficult if one person was like a, you know, loved the holidays right. and the other person was like, Ugh, I, I don't want to be a part of this capitalistic blah, 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 you know, that would be hard. But if, you know, it sounds like this person, it's them and their partner, and they're both on the same page with it. Mm-hmm. And it was a really positive experience for them. So, hey, what what the heck? Good for them. I know. Like, I mean, I don't know if I could ever do that, but kind of like the simplicity of it all sounds like really, really um, heaven. <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, and just to like, you know, kind of bring that back to the couples thing is, you know, whether it's about the holidays or anything else, you know, the biggest thing that we've seen, not the biggest thing, but one of the really points of conflict between couples we see is when there's something really big value-wise and you're not on the same page. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a really hard thing to navigate. I mean, I remember once we had a couple who like, you know, around having a kid, you know, mm-hmm. where where there was a real crisis between them because one of them sort of had a big shift. Yeah. around it and and you know that that is definitely you know following up on our our podcast we had a couple of weeks ago with uh Jesse Crawl of like you know when couples counseling can be the most impactful is when you need some help you know navigating uh you know how do we get together on this yeah and i also kind of going back to the one comment from one of our followers there's a lot of people that deal with grief around the holidays. And I think like kind of being able to say like, Hey, like, let's just like this season, like, let's just kind of give space and heal, continue to heal. 
Like, I don't know, something about that feels very spacious, especially again, if, you know, there's a family or an individual that is dealing with grief around loss or, you know, and some people feel really alone on the holidays and maybe opting out is just exactly what someone might need, you know, for that season. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the next question? Sure. Okay. Step parents, exclamation point, exclamation (laughs) point exclamation point, how can they support and be supportive during holiday craziness with the ex-spouse? Well, I think you have a unique perspective here. I mean, you you know this better than I do, so we can kind of speak from different sides of this, right? Right. So maybe you can first just, you know, clue me in on, clue others in on, what are some of the most challenging aspects of being a step-parent uh, or as you like to call it, bonus mom okay. during the holidays. <laughs> um, how long do we have? No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to say for me, the number one thing that's really hard. So your ex gets the boys on Christmas Eve, every Christmas Eve since we've been together. And I get really sad about that because it feels like, oh, we don't get to have like a, because we have a little Christmas Eve tradition and we watch It's a Wonderful Life. And it just feels like there's this like this little missing void. But you know, that's the agreement that you guys kind of came into. And so that's okay. But then the one thing that's really hard is we wake up Christmas morning and we have to wait until we get the boys to open up presents, right? And sometimes, you know, your ex-spouse, she's really great around, you know, sticking with schedules and whatever, but they like to kind of, you know, they're teenagers now. They like to sleep in and not wake up at 6 a.m. where our seven-year-old twins are like up at five in the morning, like waiting five hours for the boys (laughs) to get to our home so we can finally open presents. So it just feels like there's this obstacle and block. And although, you know, now we've done it for 10 years, so it's totally fine. There still feels like it's just like an obstacle. It's just an obstacle. Yeah. And and sometimes I'm like, oh, what could we ever shift it up and just like have them for a Christmas Eve? And they could, but then it's like, that takes away from, you know, their mom's time. And so that's really hard. I don't know. Did that answer your question a little? No, absolutely. It's that there's certain flow of of the way it goes that in some ways you know you didn't make that agreement you know that you sort of just had to abide by that agreement and i think it it feeds into that dynamic that sometimes we deal with and we've heard other couples deal with where you know the the person in your shoes sort of feels powerless you know feels like well i just have to yeah. i just have to go along with this and you know you don't get to make the decision and i could see how that would be really frustrating i feel like one of the things that couples need to talk about because again another comment from someone else was like being a step parent can really suck during the holidays is that if you and i never really had talked about it and kind of accepted that this was happening i definitely would have been really resentful like why do my kids my twins have to wait five hours to open up their presents on Christmas morning. Like that's not okay. And da, 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 da. But I think that we were very mindful of how to make it feel very united and together. And so, so people aren't separate. And so that I, 
Again, am I sad about it? Absolutely. But have I accepted it versus, right? You guys have heard this podcast before, resignation. That's what leads to resentment. No, I've accepted it. Still sad, but we talk about it. So I think because, you know, our follower said, how can they support and be supported a step parent during the holidays? That the partner who's not the step parent has to be curious. Like, what's it like for you, right? Has to be curious because you can't expect to get support from any other person other than your spouse. And so that spouse has to be like, what's it like for you to like, you know, not be able to spend Christmas Eve with the other two kids, the other three kids, however many kids it is. And and what's it like to, you know, that you really didn't get a say in this. You know, just curiosity, like knowing that like you still matter, like, and that is, it's hard for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I know that I've had to like learn about your challenges with it. And, and even if it maybe is something that makes me feel slightly uncomfortable or whatever, that I have to be empathetic, you know, and, and also just understand that, that I have no idea what it's like to be in your position. And right. I think that's like a really important thing that I've tried to, you know, embrace and understand is like, is that not knowing that I can't totally relate to it. And so the best thing I can do is listen, you know, and, and ask some questions. One thing I want to say is because we're kind of coming from this place where we've really developed a healthy system around the holidays with the ex-spouse and blended family. There are many many families out there where it is very toxic, very toxic over the holidays. And sometimes the kids are caught in the middle. There's a lot of rigidity, like you can't have this child until exactly this time. And so I I, want to kind of address that too, because we're kind of coming from a healthy place. And I also know that it can be torture. Yeah. I I think that that's an important thing is, you know, that what we've done is we've set up like very like predictable schedules that like, we know every year exactly what it's going to be. Right. And that has created an ability to adapt year after year to it and, and get better and better at it. So, so if you're in a situation where, where it's not clear and there's a lot of not knowing, like when is the switchover happening and who buys what gift and blah, 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 that that's, you're sort of like creating a, a very unsteady ground for yourselves during the holiday season. Yeah. And, and what, what you really want to work towards is some predictability, you know, is, is knowing exactly what it's going to be as much as you can. As and, you know, much as you can. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely situations where, where there's, yeah. you know, exes that are, are, not entirely capable of that. You know, and when I'm dealing with some toxic family systems, like in the work I do with couples and families and individuals, I like the kids are the priority. Kids, regardless of whatever that system looks like at each household, like at your home where you have control, you have to develop stability for these children. You cannot react to what the other ex-spouse is doing at their home. Yeah, Like that you have to provide that safety because they might not have safety over at the other home, right? It might be just like really aggressive or hostile, you know, blaming, whatever. Like these kids just need like, okay, well, when I go to mom's house, when I go to dad's house, like it's going to feel really good and I don't have to hear anger and I don't have to be around all this tension. That's where parents have to step up in blended families, be the adult for your children who often get stuck in the middle of yeah. some very 
dysfunctional dynamics. And if there is tension between you and your partner that's a result of of the ex or whatever, making sure that you do some sorting out, some talking about it before the kids arrive, you know, so that yes. so that there's some sort of resolution, understanding, there's some sense of peace. So when the, then when you're all together as a family, you can kind of let that go and just be together. But if you're still sort of sorting it out right there at the Christmas table or, or yeah. you know, what, whatever holiday you're, you're celebrating, that's the wrong time to be sorting it out is in front of the kids. You got to do it ahead of time. Yeah. Ahead of time systems. We've said it many times. Okay. We've got two more questions. I know. Um, Okay. So the next question, that's, this is a really good one too. How can we better balance the chores attached to the holidays, the gift buying, decorating, outings, planning, travel, et cetera. I'm going to defer to the uh, planning queen. (laughs) So it, in our life, I just put a little to-do list up on our whiteboard. She loves a good list. In our kitchen. And oh my gosh, like there were five things on there last week. Three things are crossed out. So that way I know I can add more, but it's kind of there. And EJ knows there are certain things that I can't do, like put up window shades. Like I can't do that stuff. Um, There's certain things I can do, but that's kind of like our to-do list and we prioritize. He also knows, like, we have this thing, like, I'm much better at buying gifts because I'd like to be a little bit more creative. So that's kind of on me, but I always check in with him, like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? He's really good with the cooking. He does the outside decorations. I do the inside decorations. Like, we just kind of have it split up because we notice what our strengths are and what areas our strengths are not in. And so we kind of divvy it up. And if there feels like there's a big imbalance, you have to address it. You know, if one of the person feels like they're taking it all on, they have to find a way to express it in a kind, loving, and hearable way. You know, like I feel a little bit overwhelmed and I would really like, I think I need some help. Can you, can you help out? Like that is a lot more hearable than like, you haven't done anything. I am so angry at you because all you do is, you know, you know, we, we have to figure out if we need help, we have to open up in a vulnerable way yep. and ask. And I, I need people to hear this because this is from, I'm, I've am i learned because I used to just want you to like know and like, don't you just get excited to, why aren't you trying to think of my family and the guests? I think of your family and buying guests, da, 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 right? That when I ask that and you're nine out of 10 times receptive to my requests that I'm not disappointed. I don't have these expectations. You and I are so different. And then I've just recognized that when I ask for what I'm needing and you care and you want to be there, okay, it doesn't make a difference if it, if it's automatically like comes from you or not, right? So you guys have to ask. You cannot expect that this person is just going to be doing what you do. You guys are different people. Yeah. I think I think it's also important and this is I'm speaking from from my place and also you know what I see with a lot of couples is there is one person who's a little more gung ho and a little bit more excited and the one person who's a little more you know just reserved about it. And I've learned like, you know, that that attitude is important and like that Sometimes like I have to like hype myself up a little bit. Like if we're doing something that maybe I'm not playing a little rocky in the morning. Yeah, if I'm not as uh, 
you know, excited about something, but I know it's really important for you. I got to like, I got to kind of like raise my energy level because, you know, as you've, as you've told me, like, I don't want to be the one who just carries all the excitement. Like I need you as well. And so that takes an intentional effort. Like I can't just like, you know, kind of like cross my fingers and just hope I'm going to have the right attitude to, to make it fun for you as well. I have to kind of like talk myself through it sometimes and be like, okay, all right, like, like, let's go. This is my family. This is like, you know, this is awesome. We're so lucky to have what we have. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's go out and rock this, <laughs> these Christmas lights. Like let, let's enjoy this. So again, the better balance, talk about it, kind of write a list of everything that goes on, who's going to do what, put it up on a to-do list, prioritize it, right? Sometimes certain gifts take longer to go shop for whatever. So just like do the list, talk with your partner, make it like a little fun, you know, maybe you're baking cookies and making this list and even the kids can be involved if you guys have kids. So thank you for that question. It was great. Okay, one more because I feel like this is really important. Boundaries with the (laughs) in-laws. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, You go ahead. Okay. So this is, (laughs) this is a little visual that I do when I am around people that feel difficult, whether that's in-laws, whether that's certain friends of friends that might feel toxic, uh, whether that's just like, you know, an aggressive person or an aggressive energy. I have this thing that I do that is called, do you know what I'm going to say, EJ? I definitely know. The shit shield. Bam. I'm going to tell you guys, it's like the best thing I've ever visualized in my life. I came up with it maybe 20 years ago. Maybe it wasn't even me, but I just remember like I needed to do something, especially when I was a beginning therapist and all this stuff was coming at me. So I have like a little superhero name. It's called Super T. I kind of press in between my... my <laughs> my thumb and my index finger. And I imagine I go activate super T and I imagine there's this invisible windshield coming up around me and I call it my shit shield. And so if someone is energy is like really yucky to me, um, I imagine it getting splattered on this invisible windshield and I'm not soaking it in. And it is such a I'm a very visual person. It is such an awesome way for me to protect myself because I can't control how other people are going to be or not be. I have no control. What I can do is I can control how I soak that in. And I choose around certain people that don't feel good or there's poor boundaries. I put up my shit shield, activate super T, bam, it's there. The stuff is getting splattered on the windshield. It's not coming through me. So that way I don't have to get reactive and not be my best self, you know, around a toxic system. So that is how, that is just like, it's a technique I use. I share it a lot with some clients. They love it too. And if you're kind of a visual person and you really like coming up with fun superhero names, I highly recommend the shit shield. Yeah. I mean, for for this one, this, this comes back to awareness of other people's experience and that like, 
You know, generally there's one person whose family is a little more involved than, than the others. That, that seems to be a very common dynamic. I mean, there are some families we hear about where, where both are like deeply involved, but we hear a lot about like imbalance and imbalance causing problems, mm-hmm. you know? And I think for, for me, a big thing has been just becoming very aware of Tara's experience. And cause I didn't like, mm. You know, I guess I didn't get till even even super recently, like that, like, you know, like honestly in our relationship, like every holiday is with my family and almost none are with hers. Yeah. And and some of that's just like the nature of, you know, geography. Some of it's just like the way the family is, blah, blah, blah. And I just wasn't totally aware of that. I think I just took it for granted because it's, hey, this is just the way it is. And now I, I have to like remind myself like on a holiday morning or whatever, okay, like this is, she's not with her family today and that's on her mind. And I don't think I had any awareness of that for a long time. And so I just think like, you know, I think it's just important no matter what you're going through with your partner is sometimes just taking a moment and Mm -hmm. just sort of, you know, using mindfulness to be like, okay, what's going on for them today? Oh, this is going on for them today. Okay. Well, I need to really be aware of that and and maybe like ask a question about it or at least say, Hey, I want to let you know, I'm aware of this. But if you do that, you know, then, then if your partner's acting a way that you don't understand, you, you can also check in with them and be like, Hey, I know it's a holiday. Like what's going on for you today, you know, is just having that awareness that like, you're not in a bubble, you know, that, that there's other things going on that you may not be aware of. And you gotta, you gotta check in with your partner about it. And and here's what I can say from personal experience. When you and I did not feel united around the holidays. Like when I felt like people were having really poor boundaries or treating me poorly. And I felt like you, you know, cause sometimes it is your family and you're kind of stuck in the middle. I would just feel so sad. Like what in the world? Like I already feel alone. I'm not with my family. I mean, I'm with like my immediate family, but not my extended family. And when I talked to you about it and I was like, I need to know honey that you have my back no matter if this is your parents, your whatever, like I need to know that I'm the most important person and I'm not asking you to like argue and start fights, but I need to know that you have my back. I don't want you to have to feel like in the middle, like I am, that is not what I want to do. And when we really blended in this united front that you have my back and you kind of stuck up for me a few times, like, Hey, that's not okay. We can't talk to Tara that way. Like whatever it might've been, I was like, he does have my back. And that was like a huge shift for me. Uh Yeah. So thank you. So I'm hoping this was helpful, like surviving the holidays. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. It was just a short burst of questions, but I think they're all pretty useful and, and hopefully you guys got a lot out of it. And we do, we just, you know, for, for people who enjoy the holidays, for people who suffer through the holidays, you know, just find someone that feels really safe to you and, and talk to them about your experience and, you know, you don't have to be alone in this. Yeah. And we do, you know, also, you know, just cause we answered these questions, you know, on the podcast, you know, we're pretty responsive on our social media as well. So, you know, if you want to reach out to our, our Facebook page, 
our Instagram page, mm-hmm. all of those, all those links are in our show notes always. Also, you know, if you're looking at something to, to gift your partner or gift your relationship over the holidays, uh, relationship renovation at home is just an incredible thing we've put together for couples yeah. to work through. There's a closed Facebook group where, where we interact with couples who are doing the program. Um, so, and we're also doing a free giveaway every week on Instagram and Facebook of our relationship renovation at home. So, you know, if you're not already a follower, you can follow us and then have a chance to win. Yeah, absolutely. And please, as always, it's really helpful for us. If you could share, you know, a little bit about our podcast to people, please turn on other people to this. I think I know it's useful. I've heard from a lot of couples that they say, you know, they listen to it together. They listen to it separately and then talk to one another about the topic. So please, you know, just if you would share our podcast with others. And thanks for listening, EJ. I'm so grateful for you. Always grateful for you as well, Titi. Love you too, babe. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. See you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.